This week on the Small Church Media Podcast, we are continuing the conversation around podcasting. Last week, we talked about and more so asked the question of, is podcasting the new replacement for Sunday school? And if you listen to last week and you started thinking, okay, Mark, Mark, okay, maybe I, I'm starting to track with you a little bit. So let's go down this road a little bit. If I was to create a podcast for my church, where on earth would I even begin? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because that's what we're talking about today. So you guys ready to get it? Let's go. This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. Well, what is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. Now, I know this week, I would say over me the last few weeks, we have had a handful of new listeners here to the podcast, and I know that because you guys have reached out to me through downloading the free sermon series graphics mini course that we did all through Canva for completely for you guys, and some other giveaways and conversations that I've had inside of Facebook groups and also just offline as well. So if you are new to the podcast, I just want to say welcome, and I am so glad and thrilled that you are here. But if you have been here for a while, you would start to realize that our numbers are starting to increase a little bit on how many specific episodes we actually have. Last week, I failed. I didn't realize it, but last week was actually episode number 50, which is just an absolute fantastic milestone that we are able to hit. Next week, though, is our one year anniversary of the Small Church Media Podcast. We have had so many terrific conversations around church websites, social media, Facebook ads, how to do print promotional materials, and even right now with doing podcasts. And if you have been hanging out with me for the length and in the entirety of this show, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so, so, so much for hanging out with me over here on the podcast. I hope the resource library has been a tremendous help for you and for your church, including the free website audit that you can download as a PDF, also the mini course, and we're working on some other things to to give away for you guys to completely free because the whole purpose of this podcast is to help and come alongside you as a small church and learn how to use media well, not just to reach more people outside of your community, which let's be honest, that's what most church communications people are all about. But here on this podcast, we also want to help you grow the faith of your congregation as well. So many of our conversations so far have been teaching you guys how to reach out and reach out well. And that's what's been fun about these conversations here lately, specifically around podcasting for your church, where we're starting to ask the question of what can we do right here, right now, in today's culture to step into the gap, come alongside your church family and your church members to reach them and train them and equip them using media. If you are listening right now over on Apple Podcasts, it would be awesome if you left me a rating and review over there, or if you're over on Spotify to leave a rating, because that helps us get into the ears of other people who need to hear these conversations. Or if these conversations are encouraging to you, it would be awesome if you shared this with another pastor friend or volunteer small church in your community, just so we can not just grow the podcast and, you know, your boy can give himself a pat on the back because that's, I mean, that's honestly kind of nice. Let's just be honest. But that's not what this is all about. This is simply about to help other churches use media well. And so if you could do that for me, that would be amazing. And I want to do something for you as well. So if you leave me a rating review or even heck, if you even share this with another small church pastor friend, let me know via email at hello at smallchurch.media. Some people have gotten confused. There's no.com. It's just hello 
at smallchurch.media to let me know, and I will get you a free coffee gift card in the mail ASAP, just for, for just for me to say thank you for that. And I feel like, you know, we are at about that year mark, so I feel like we need to start working on some sort of a giveaway. So I got a couple ideas in my head of a really fantastic, fun giveaway that we can do for our one-year anniversary. So just come back a little bit later, come back in a few weeks where you'll learn more about maybe what that giveaway is. It could be something really fun, could be something cheesy. I don't know. I like free stuff, and maybe you do as well. But before we continue on with today's conversation, I have to remind you that today's episode of the Small Church Media Podcast is sponsored by Worship Tools. Worship Tools create software tools designed to equip your worship team and enhance your congregation's worship experience. Planning, presenter, and music stands are all included and are free for your whole team to use. Prepare, rehearse, and present at the next level with Worship Tools. And if you want to learn more about Worship Tools, go back in our archives a little bit where I sit down with the creator, Adam. Oh, man, I always want to say Adam Mayer. I say that every time. Adam Meyer. Um, a few episodes back of how you can use these tools in your worship service. But if you want to get started today with that, simply go to smallchurch.media forward slash worship tools. Again, that's smallchurch.media forward slash worship tools. So today we're going to have the conversation of if you were going to create a podcast for your church, where do you begin? No, I do want to start off and say of just what the goal of this podcast episode is, because I want to make sure we don't get stuck in the weeds too much, because we're going to have a lot of different conversations inside of this one conversation. And if we go too deep in the weeds, we could spend hours in each one of these silos of what we're going to talk about today. So today is not so much going to be a a dig deep and go deep into the weeds, but more of an overarching lesson in how to start a podcast for your church so that you can point the ship in the right direction and the correct maybe trajectory as well. Because here's the deal with podcasting, all right? Podcasting is trial and error. However, if you have too many errors right off the bat, people are going to walk away. People will stop coming back. And if you even try to create a different podcast, people are going to say, well, what's different than this one at all? And so I want to make sure that you get the ship if you decide a podcast pointed in the right direction and give you the tools and resources to make sure you do that well. But here are a few things I want you to keep in mind, specifically around the podcast topic and conversation that we're going to talk about, all right? The first one is just like Sunday school and church growth can be slow, podcasting and podcast growth can also be slow. It can be years and years before you ever reach your podcast goals. In fact, I have a goal right now over here on my dry erase board right next to me for the Small Church Media Podcast. We are about a year in, and I've still yet to hit one of those goals. Now, I will say, so far, I've hit uh, one two, three milestones in the podcast, but I have one more yet to go. And it's not a big one, but you know, I know what the purpose of this podcast is so I can keep the end site and the finish line, not even the finish line, because we ain't, we just getting started, baby, but I can at least get what the goal is. So that way I don't get, you know, let's just be, let's just say discouraged and beat up along the way. So remember, just like Sunday school and church growth can be slow, podcasting can be slow as well. The other thing to keep in mind, which we've already talked about, is if your podcast is not good in quality or in planned, or not, or planned, that that sounds really bad. Let's just try that again. (laughs) If your podcast is not good quality or planned well from day one, you can and potentially will lose the trust of listeners both today and in 
the future. So as we continue this conversation, I want to let you know this could be a slow uphill climb, and I want to make sure that we get off on the right foot so that way as we continue to take the right steps, we don't have to backtrack and start all over. And at the end of this episode, I'll share a little piece of encouragement that may help you keep moving forward in your podcasting journey when the times get tough. But today, I'm going to walk you through the four things. I know I'm Baptist. That's normally supposed to be three things. But I'm going to walk you through the four things that you need to do in order to properly set up your podcast for future success. Okay? The four things you need to do in order to properly set up your podcast for future success. The first thing that you need to do is you need to choose a purpose for your podcast. You got it? You got to choose a purpose for your podcast. What type of podcast do your church people need? What types of podcasts are actually popular in today's culture? What are you trying to accomplish with your podcast? Before you can know what the goals of your podcast will be and what could even be considered a win, or if you're even going on the right path, you first need to have a purpose for your podcast. We talked about this with your vision and your mission and your purpose statement for your church on your website. And in the same way you have to have one for your church and tell people about it, you need to have one for whatever podcast you're creating as well. You know, different types of podcasts have different types of purposes. And it doesn't take long for you guys to figure that out if you just listen to podcasts on the regular. Some answer maybe some t- other people's podcasts. Some maybe answer some tough questions or it's more of like an ask pastor anything style of podcast. Some churches create podcasts where it's just simply bonus content from the weekly message where maybe you weren't able to go super far into the message as you wanted. So each podcast they kick out is takes the message and goes deeper in that. Maybe it's to hear different worldviews on a different subject, even if they are not Christian. Maybe it's for you to teach your people theology or the faith or walk through catechism. Maybe it's to teach people how to study the Bible, or maybe it's even to teach a new member course. You could use podcasting to literally do a thousand different things, but you need to start with what is the purpose of this specific podcast. Because if you do not have a purpose to your podcast, you don't have a direction that you're heading, which can result in confusion to your audience. Let's put it this way, all right? So if someone comes to a podcast and every single week they don't fully know what to expect, they might not know really know what to do with it. You look at all the best TV shows that have ever lasted for, for, for years and years and years and years, all right? I'm thinking like NCIS, 20 season is, uh, Saturday Night Live, They've been doing those for decades, it feels like. All these shows that have this long longevity, when you walk into that show, you know exactly what to expect and the type of storytelling they're going to do with the jokes or whatever. And the same goes for a podcast. When someone hops onto a podcast and they subscribe to it and you release a new episode and they know what the purpose of that episode is, the more likely they are to actually click and listen to it because they already know what they are getting into. And the best part about having a purpose as well is when time gets tough, if you know what the purpose is, even if the stats don't look great, it may not necessarily matter because you know what the purpose of your podcast is. So the first thing you need to do in order to make sure you are set up properly for your podcast the last long term and the longevity of it is you first need to choose a purpose. Now, the second thing you need to do for your podcast is to choose a host style. So first, you need to choose a purpose, and second, you need to choose a host style. Now, you may be thinking, Mark, um, why, <laughs> why on earth does this even matter at this point? 
Well, here's three reasons why it matters to choose what type of host style you want to have for your podcast. The first one is if you have a co-host, in other words, if it's not just going to be you on the mic, you need to make sure you are both on the same page with who you want to be the lead voice, how you'll interact together, and maybe even how to prepare for each individual episode. So if you have a co-host, you both need to get on the same page. The second one is if you decide to have a co-host, you will actually need different equipment to make it happen. And we'll talk about this later on the show, but I don't want you to get caught in the same place I did where you bought us equipment and found out this will not work for more than just one person. And the third reason that you need to think about this is if you have a co-host, you will most likely need more time to what we call batch record. In other words, record in just little lumps because it's sometimes hard to get the same people in the room at the same time, week in and week out. Now, if it is just you, like with this podcast, you know, with the Small Church Media Podcast, it's literally just me. Now, I like to have interviews and I like to bring people on the show. And side note, if you have a story of you using your small, like you as a small church using media well, and you have a story you want to tell, hit me up at hello at smallchurch.media. And I want to connect with you and see if we can get you on the show to have that conversation. But you know, at the end of the day, this is just me. This is just, you're hanging out with me for this podcast. I can record at any time on any day, whenever I feel like it. In fact, normally I don't like to do this, but it's already Monday night. Like the kids are already in bed. It's pretty much my bedtime, but I'm here hanging out recording. If I had a co-host, I could not necessarily do that and just record whenever I wanted to do. However, though, on my other show, Real Talk Christian Podcast, there's two of us and we record most Friday nights between 6 p.m. and 10.30 p.m. with most of those nights having two episodes guaranteed that we have to record and sometimes three. And since we are co-hosts and we start missing episodes or we start missing weeks, which like what we've had recently just with the summer vacations and whatnot, it's a lot harder to make sure we're all getting back into the same room. But for that show, we decided right off the bat that we were not going to do a single a singular person show. In fact, if I can't be there or Fuller can't be there, which is my co-host, we often bring another, I should say, we always bring another person onto the show because we always want at least two voices for that show. And we'll talk about why that matters here in a little bit. And to be honest with you, this is not a huge step that you might not need to waste a whole lot of time thinking about it. However, it is one you actually do need to put a little thought into. Because again, if you have a co-host, you need to have different gear. All right. But not just having different gear, but it also sets the stage of who you need to recruit to be part of this podcast. Or if it's just going to be a solo pa- like podcast, maybe that's just you just rock it and you roll it and you are good to go. So those are the first two things you got to worry about. You know, again, we could talk forever about how to choose a purpose for your podcast and how to do, you know, dip, like maybe multiple, I don't even know, multiple choice. That's, that's kind of weird to think about. But we can do different types of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Situations. Oh, no, no, no. Scenarios, different scenarios of when it would be better to have a single person or a co-host. But at the end of the day, you need to first choose a purpose of what the podcast is going to be about. Second, you need to choose the host style. And the third thing that you need to do, and again, to make sure you are properly set up your podcast for longevity, is choose a format. Again, that's choose a format. Now, what does this actually mean? Many times, the format of the podcast will determine the time, flow, and cadence of the show. Like, for example, if you're trying to have a conversation show that is both educational yet also entertaining, you may have to go for a long show type and just be okay with it. 
You know, like, for example, look at people like Joe Rogan, all right? <laughs> not necessarily saying I fully agree with Homeboy, but every single one of his episodes is minimum two to four hours per episode. And it's one of the most listened to shows in all of podcast land. Carrie Newoff with the Carrie Newoff Leadership Podcast. Every one of his episodes is minimum hour to an hour and a half per episode. And even on my own show, Real Talk Christian Podcast, we minimum also like Carrie Newoff go an hour to an hour and a half per episode. And each of these shows are meant to be conversations. And that's the format that we set up for those. And we also put other things inside of Real Talk Christian Podcast because we want it to feel more like a morning talk show where we're just with you in the community or while getting ready. So we intentionally have formatted our show to be a long form conversation. Carrie Newoff has done the same thing. Joe Rogan has done the same thing. And so many other people have also done longer in formatting. Another type of show that's longer in formatting is your documentary style of podcast. Uh, podcasts such as like uh, true crime type podcast or um, the rise and fall of Mars Hill. Both of those are more reporter style podcasts, which means they are going to have a different type of format and a different type of flow and a different type of cadence. But those conversations will also be longer in format. But when you look at teaching shows, like what Craig Rochelle does with his leadership podcast, or J.D. Greer with his Ask Me Anything podcast, or the Andy Stanley Leadership podcast, some of those podcasts start at only five to 10 minutes per episode. But like Craig Rochelle generally goes 20 minutes. J.D. Greer, though, normally goes about 10. Andy Stanley goes about 20 minutes, but each one of those will depend if they bring a different person on the show. So if you look at Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast, you know that if he has a, what he has in his actual title of episodes, this Q&A with, and then the person's name, you can guarantee that episode's going to be 45 minutes long. Andy Stanley, though, will just cut his in half, so you still only always get 20 minutes. But either way, they know that they want it to be a teaching-type episode. So what do they do for these shows? These shows are supposed to be packed full of information in a very tense but mentally digestible episode. So if you want to have not so much of a conversation-type format for your podcast, but more so just get into the nitty-gritty teaching style of your episode, you should probably shoot more around that 20-30 minute mark, which is what our goal is here on the Small Church Media Podcast. We don't always hit it, but that is the goal. But not only does does the time change based on the format of your podcast, but check this out your prep time changes too. For our show, Real Talk Christian Podcast, Fuller and I generally put about an hour into each one of the episodes of of prep work that we do walking into the episode. Now, I will say sometimes it's two or three hours of prep based on the style of episode, but, but, but generally speaking, we generally put an hour of prep into each episode, but the conversations last longer than the show. However, on this show, the Small Church Media Podcast, I can generally put one to two hours of prep into each episode and then just record for 30 minutes. So again, the type of show you're going to have determines the amount of prep that you're going to have to do in order to get that amount of time into it. Like, for example, do you guys remember that letter, or that letter, the, the, the quote from Mark Twain, where it's, um, if I had more time, I'd write you a shorter letter <laughs> or something like that. But the idea is the fact of, if you want to have a shorter show, you got to expect to put more prep time to make sure the most important things come across. But if you have more of a conversation show, your prep can be a little bit smaller. Your time can go a little bit longer. But how you want to choose that format definitely does change on how you prep for your show. Okay, so one more thought on format for your show. Something else you need to think about is how do you want to format your posting schedule for your show? Do you want your uh, episodes to be released weekly? 
Do you want them to be like every other week, once per month? Figuring out your posting schedule also determines how you will plan and publish your show. So you need to figure out what type of format you want your show based on your people's needs, what time commitment you want to have, but also how regularly you want to create content for your podcast. So do you want your format to be straight teaching on a topic or a passage? Do you want it to be more teaching, you know, like like, like a classroom-style setting? Do you want it to be more conversation? One question and one quick answer per show, quick overview of topic. You need to choose what format, not just choose what format, but you just in general need to choose a format for your show so that way you can make sure that you are preparing well for your show so that you will know exactly how to market your show. And then finally, help people know what to expect from your show. Because let's be honest, in the podcasting world, Consistency in both content and publishing is crucial. Okay, so just to recap a little bit. So the four things that we need to cover in order to properly set up your podcast is A, well, I guess number one, choose a purpose for your podcast. Number two, you got to choose a host style. Number three, which is a really a big one, to choose a format of how you want your podcast to work and function, all those different things. And the last thing that you need to do, which to be honest with you, oftentimes is where people begin, but you need to save this step for the last step in preparing your podcast. And that is choose a setup for your podcast, specifically related to what type of gear are you going to use to create your podcast? podcast. So many people want to start here at this part of the show of, you know, creating a podcast because this is the fun part. We, we get to check out or not check out. We get to geek out with different type of tech and equipment and styles and processes. And this could do this and this can do this and this app can do this. But I want to challenge you. Do not even start talking about how to set up your podcast until you've already established the purpose for your show what style of hosting you want to do for the actual person who's going to host it, and then choosing a format for your show. And once you do all of these things, then you can get into step four, which is choose the setup. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about how you can do a podcast for free, how to do it as cheap as possible, and then how to do it as cheap as possible with, you know, you know, different co-hosts, and then how to do it right and do it long-term. So if you want to start your podcast for your church and do it for completely free, all you need is your smartphone, which either iPhone or Android, and use something called the Anchor app on your phone. Now, a couple of years ago, Spotify, which is one of my favorite audio listening platforms, cre- uh, they didn't create this. They actually bought the program. They bought Anchor. And what Anchor allows people to do is to create podcast shows for completely free just using your iPhone. Like you can generally, like literally take your iPhone, download the app right now. Just type an Anchor into your app store. And then once you sign up and set up an account, you can create your artwork and stuff like that. You literally can press record right there on the app, click and record and publish your show right then and there. So you could do that for completely free if that's how you want to do it. Now, I do want to let you know about this. Audio quality is probably the most important thing you need to think about for your show outside of the stuff we've already talked about. So if you do want to just use your phone and the software like Anchor or something like that, I would challenge you to use some sort of a headphone that's a decent quality to make sure you get good audio quality coming out. So it doesn't just sound like someone's on a phone call, but it sounds like it's an actual, true, actual audio. But if you want to do a podcast for your church, just to, you know, just to test the waters a little bit for completely free, you can use the Anchor app to do such. Now, I do want to let you know about this. Let's say you want to use some gear and then 
have an audio podcast hosting platform, which we're not going to talk about very much here in this episode, but the other ones are like Podbean, which I use for RTC, uh, Buzzsprout, which is what I use for this one. If you have a WordPress website, you can actually use an app called Blurberry for completely free that's already attached to your website, but you have to host your audio somewhere for your podcast. Even if you record, like we're going to talk about here in just a second, on your computer using different type of gear, you can still use Anchor for completely free to host your podcast. So the Anchor app is a tremendous way to just get started in the podcasting world. However, I will say this, Anchor statistics are not great. So if you really want to track statistics, Anchor might not be the best solution for that. But again, if you want to do it for free, that's the best way to do it. Use your iPhone, use some headphones like AirPods or whatever, and use the Anchor app. So you might be thinking, okay, Mark, so I don't need to go for free. I want to do this a little bit right. How can I do the do a podcast for as cheap as possible? And I'm going to tell you this right now, okay? So how I use how I created my podcast is the cheapest way possible. So the show you're listening to right now is literally the cheapest way to create a podcast. So what you need to have is you obviously have to have a laptop, all right? You got to have some sort of laptop with some sort of recording software on it. Now, for me, I'm a Mac guy, so I use GarageBand on my Mac. But if you're a PC guy, you can use a program called Audacity for completely free. Um, I believe Cakewalk is another free for the PC as well. But there are free softwares that you can use, whether you're a Mac or PC guy. But you have to use a recording software to be able to actually press record speak into some sort of microphone, and it records it all for you. Now, if you are using a computer, you can buy something called a USB microphone, which is what I'm using right now. And now, once you type in the word USB microphone in Amazon, a thousand, literally a thousand different search results pop up. But I want to at least give you this little piece of advice, okay? If you are buying a USB microphone, you A, want to make sure it gets good reviews, but B, you want to buy a what's called dynamic microphone, not a condenser microphone. And the reason being is condensers will pick up a lot more nuances and sounds and echoes and reverbs and all those different types of things. Cardioid is another word that you want to make sure it's a cardioid because the cardioid will block all sounds behind the microphone, only pick up ones in the front. But a dynamic microphone actually is the best way to just record in your office or your bedroom to make sure you get good quality sound. The microphone that I'm using is called an Audio-Technica A2, or before I say all this, um, this will be in the show notes. So you can just click the link and go there. But I'm using the Audio-Technica ATR2100X. Now, I have the older version. There's a new sleeker black version. I have a silver version. It doesn't look as great on camera, but that's all right. But normally the microphone is $120. But right now on Amazon, you can get this microphone for 79 bucks. So literally, I bought this microphone from, honestly, my other podcast, RTC. But this microphone plugs directly into my computer, which is happening right now. And you can buy it for 79 bucks, And you can do all your podcast stuff right there. And that's the only charge you have if you use Anchor or the WordPress plugin. Now, if you use something like a Buzzsprout or a Podbean, which you do need to have an audio platform, a hosting platform to host the audio, if you use Buzzsprout for your show, you'll probably be paying about 12 to 18 bucks a month. And Podbean, you want to make sure you get the stats. So pay a little bit extra. Again, you'll be paying more like, I think it's like eight to 15 bucks a month, something like that to actually host your show. But at the end of the day, if you want a podcast for as cheap as humanly possible and still get great audio quality like what you're hearing right now, you just need to buy a microphone on Amazon like the Audio-Technica 2100 or another one is the uh, Samson 
is another fantastic microphone. But at the end of the day, if it's just you as a solo person, you can buy the USB microphone plug in your computer. Now, you might be asking, okay, Mark, we talked about this earlier in the show. What if I have a co-host and two different people on the show or maybe three or four? Can I just buy a bunch of USB microphones and plug those into the, your, my, my computer and just run with it? And the answer is no. Something that I learned the hard way is that if you are using a USB microphone, you can only plug one microphone in your computer and your computer will only pick up the audio signals from one of those USB microphones because that's just how computers are built. They're looking for one one input source. So if you have two USB mics in one computer, it's not going to work. So what you need to do is purchase something where you can plug multiple mics into one little box and this box then plugs into your computer and that box is called a USB audio interface. And what a USB audio interface does is it takes different signals and then sends it into your computer via one USB cable. And when you open it up inside of like GarageBand or Audacity, it will actually split each one of those inputs into different inputs on the software. So that way, if you are doing two different microphones, it will pick up two different audio sources. So let's say I have me and a co-host and my co-host is talking over me a lot. He just won't shut up and I just need to hear myself. (laughs) I can go into the actual software, go to his or her actual track, cut out different pieces and mine still is a living, breathing entity. Rather than having everything come into on one individual line of audio source, a USB audio interface splits it into multiple different ones and your computer does the work to split them differently into an actual source. Now, I will say this. If you are using a USB audio interface, you know, you can get USB audio interfaces that have just one input. But I would say if you are going to purchase a USB audio interface for co-host, future-proof yourself. Buy one that has at least four inputs because if you buy two and then, hey, let's have this third person on the show, it's not going to work. So you can buy things like Scarlett or Behringer or Sure. They all have these USB audio interfaces, but they all require an XLR cable. So rather than like what I have right now where I have a USB cable coming out of my microphone into the computer, I would have an XLR cable, which is just a standard microphone cable that we use in church for, you know, for sound. That would go into the USB audio interface, and then that USB audio interface would go into the computer. Now, if you are going to do more of an interview-style podcast where you're actually interviewing people off-site, not here locally, which I know a lot of my friends do that as well, you can use online places like Riverside.fm or my personal favorite, Zencaster, with no E, just Zencast, C-A-T. Uh, C-A-S-T-R, Zencaster, where two different computers are both recording in the software on a web-based recording software. And then from there, it has two different tracks, but I also have to put it into a software, export it, and then you're good to go. So there's so many different solutions that you can do. However, going back to number two, to having this conversation of what type of show are you going to have with co-hosts or just solo? If you're going to go with two or more people, you need to invest in a good USB audio interface, and that will probably run you about a couple hundred bucks. And then you need microphones with XLR cables to plug into that USB interface. But if it's just you, just get the $80 or I think it's like $60 Samson or um, Audio-Technica, which I'm a big Audio-Technica nut, the Audio-Technica 2100 for 80 bucks. Plug that sucker in your computer, open GarageBand Audacity, click record, and you are off to the races. Now, you might be thinking, okay, Mark, so this is something we want to invest in, all right? We want it to go long-term. We want to have multiple guests with multiple maybe pads or triggers, and we want to have a better processing, all, all, all these different things. What should we do if we want to take our show to the next level? A lot of times when people want to just take their show to the next level, they instantly jump to 
newer and better microphones. Like Shure has two different microphones. The one that you will see most of the time with you know podcast shows or even um, Elevation uses these microphones and their actual, uh, what's what I'm looking for, music videos. The Shure SM7B microphone is a $400 microphone, the best microphone in all of the game. But they recently released about a $200, $250 Shure they call it the MV7X. I know I'm just throwing numbers out there, but Shure creates a lot of amazing microphones. And a lot of times people just go, okay, if I want to up my sound quality or up my game, maybe I should just purchase the really expensive microphones and that's the best way to go. And if that's what you're thinking, I want to say that, yes, that will help your show. But to be honest with you, most of those microphones just look better. They don't necessarily perform better. The better thing you can do is get a better mixing council. And the one that I have used for years and always recommend is the Rodecaster Pro. Because the cool thing with the Rodecaster Pro is we are able to do, on our show, we're able to do four different inputs on a microphone. We're also able to bring in phone audio to have phone calls with people and bring in sounds from our computer. Uh, on that show, we have you know sponsors and intro music and outro music, all different things. We can trigger everything right there. But inside of that, you know, Roadcaster Pro, we're able to do built-in equalizers. We're able to do built-in vocal effects that give her bigger bass volume and less popping sound and vocal processing. But we can also record and export all right there on that device. For Real Talk Question Podcast, fun fact, we don't use a computer to record. We just use this one device to do it. Now, of course, you need a computer to export the audio and upload it in this, that, or the other. But rather than spend the $400 on a new microphone, spend the four or $500 on a better recording device software that makes you sound just like you have a bigger, better, badder microphone. So if you want to do it right and go long-term, invest in the Rodecaster Pro and maybe eventually upgrade your mics. But if you just want to get started with doing a podcast for your church and have that audio quality where it needs to be, rather than just go free with an iPhone because people don't want to listen to chintzy audio, invest in a decent microphone, plug that mug in your computer, press record, learn how to EQ your voice so that way it can sound tremendous on the back end. All right, so let's wrap up this conversation because we... <laughs> We, we, um, my apologies. We may have gone into the weeds just, just, just a little bit into that, that, that conversation there. Oh, before we wrap up the conversation, I want to say, here's one little tip that you could actually, and a piece of encouragement that may help keep you keep moving forward in your podcasting journey. All right. So we talked about is can podcasting replace Sunday school? And this is where your stats come in, right? So a lot of times podcasts will look at their stats and get extremely discouraged. However, if you know what the purpose of your podcast is and what you're trying to accomplish with it, stats don't always tell the full story. For example, Real Talk Christian Podcast, the goal of that podcast is to have conversations no matter who is there or not. However, we have exploded in a good way on our stats with that podcast. So to put it in perspective, that show averages about 23,000 downloads per month. Every single week, we have over 6,000 500 downloads of that show that happened every single week. This show, though, with the Small Church Media Podcast, we average close to 50 downloads per week <laughs> and like 200 to somewhere, and sometimes 250 episode, or episode downloads per month. However, I know the purpose of those shows are completely different. And I go, what are the goals of those shows? And I've even told myself, if I could get 50 people to come to a workshop that I am putting on week in or week out, I would be over the stinking moon. 
So for me, seeing that stat is tremendous. So for you, if you start podcasting and you're like, okay, the goal of this is to create an alternative to Sunday school to keep teaching people. And let's say your average Sunday school class for your church was, let's let's just say like 10 people, all right? Well, if week in and week out, 20 people show up for your podcast, right now you have already impacted twice as many people as if you just kept offering Sunday school. So they offer you this little piece of encouragement of don't let your stats control what your show does. Let the purpose of your show and then the goals of your show control what you actually do. Sound good? Okay, now <laughs> now let's wrap up this conversation. So if you want to do a podcast for your church to replace Sunday school or a different, you know, teaching-based ministry of your church, you want to get off on the correct footing and make sure the ship is pointed in the right direction. Figuring out your purpose, the hosting style, the format of your show, and the posting schedule and your goal of the podcast will set you up well on the front end before you even press record to ensure that you have a great focus and goal for your podcast. In the coming weeks, we'll talk about how do you grow this podcast for your church? How do you take your podcast to the next level? And how can you actually tell if your podcast is making a difference. And I'm hopefully going to be able to bring someone on who doesn't quite focus on the audio side, but they still have a podcast style ministry for their small church, but it's based off of YouTube. So hopefully we can get him on this show as well. But until then, make sure you check out the new free mini course on how to make sermon series graphics using Canva free for your church by heading over to smallchurch.media today to get started. As you scroll, a little pop-up will happen in the right uh, bottom right-hand side of the web browser, or just go to the free resource library where you can download that today. And remember, if you listen to Apple Podcasts, leave me a rating review, Spotify, leave me a rating review, or just share this show with another small church pastor, volunteer, or friend that could be that could benefit from this show. And if you do, I want to send you a free coffee gift card. So reach out to me in the mail and I will make sure I get that over there to you guys. Once again, I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me here on episode 51 of the Small Church Media Podcast. I hope this episode, yes, obviously helps you reach your community, but also helps you grow the faith of your congregation using media. So take it easy and we'll see you next week on the Small Church Media Podcast. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.